0: Glad to have you with me today as we continue our study in God's Word. We're talking in a new series of studies about principles to live by. And the first one that we talked about the first couple of days was knowing who we are. Knowing that we're a creature made by God in His image. And once we've trusted Christ because we're a sinner, we are His child and we belong to Him. And we're somebody special. Today I want to talk to you about the principles the simple principles that make you an effective, successful believer in Christ. And they're so simple and so basic that most people miss a lot of them or think they're not really as important as they are. Let me read to you from the book of Matthew chapter 6, some special words from Jesus. He said in verse 19, "'Do not store up for yourself treasures in heaven, "'where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal.'" but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And he said in verse 24, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. And then later he said, don't worry, and about what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, or what you shall wear. For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So I want to talk to you about the basic habits of an effective Christian. You want to be an effective Christian? If you've trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's a desire in your life to please the Lord and to have a life that's really worth living and to make the most of who you are in Christ. So the the Christian who flourishes, the Christian who really does something, has regularity and has consistency about them and develops certain habits. You see, how we develop a habit is if we do something consistently for six months, It becomes a habit. That's what we try to do with our children. We try to teach them to brush their teeth every day, especially every morning and evening, possibly. And as we do that, it's not very consistent. They don't remember. We have to remind them and remind them. But finally, it becomes a habit. And we could go on to talk about many of our habits like that. Here are some habits that we need to develop. We must develop if we're going to be effective. Habit number one, give the Lord Jesus first place in our lives. Matthew 6.30 says, seeks first his kingdom and his righteousness. And, And it says that no man can serve two masters. We can't serve ourselves in God. We can't serve the things of this world in Jesus. He has to be the Lord of our lives. Now, I want to say to you, I believe with all of my heart that this is a part of our initial commitment to Christ. If we do not receive Jesus as our Lord, we don't really receive Jesus. You can't receive part of Jesus. Oh, I want him to forgive me for my sins and take me to heaven, but I want to still I still want to control my own life. Well, you can't make that kind of commitment to Christ and really become a child of God, really become a believer in Christ. You have to make the commitment of letting him take over your life, not only forgive your sins, not only take you to heaven when you die, but also that he is the Lord of your life. And that has to be a part of your initial decision. That's why Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty one, not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven and the one who who does <clears throat> but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven every day we have to renew this idea that jesus is lord now we make that initial commitment but obviously we don't let him be lord every day i mean i'm not talking about somebody who's perfect we all fail we all sin we all stumble we all make mistakes we all mess up But the point is, the goal of our lives every day is to let Jesus be king, master, lord, sovereign, have dominion over us. And so every day we need to report for duty and ask him to be in charge. Paul called himself the slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Some years ago, there was a notorious, notorious gangster named Mickey Cohen. He went to a Billy Graham crusade and claimed that he asked Jesus to forgive his sins and be his savior and lord but he didn't change he just kept on being a gangster nothing happened in his life he said well after people become christians they're still lawyers they're just a christian lawyer are they they're doctors and they become a christian they're a christian doctor well i'm a gangster and i became a christian gangster well that's so so foolish it's, it's laughable you can't be a christian gangster your life has to change and when he's lord he changes us the bible says if any one of us is in christ we become a new creation. The old goes and the new comes. And that was Paul's word to the people in Corinth. You see, every day what we have to do, it's kind of like getting into your car and somebody else is with you. One of you has to drive. You can't both drive. One of you has to sit in the driver's seat. And that's what happens every day. Jesus, I want you to be in the driver's seat of my life today. And I just ask you to be in charge. I ask you to guide me every day. You see, the habit is daily. Choose to let him have first place in your life. But habit number two, give the Lord Jesus the first portion of your day. This is one of the most crucial habits that a believer can establish, is give Jesus a, por- a real portion early in our day. Jesus, in Mark 1, the Bible says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus practiced this. He talked to his father daily, and usually it was early in the morning, because when you begin the day with the Lord, you have strength from him all day long. It's fine to pray at night. It's fine to pray all during the day. We ought to do that, but we ought to have special time with the Lord in the morning when we read the word, when we pray, when we have that time with him the great men and women of faith, you read their biographies and their autobiographies, and you discover they had this time with God on a daily basis. And it made them ready for the battles and temptations of life. I'd make a few suggestions for you. Get you a readable Bible. And what I mean by that, one that you can understand, the King James Version was translated in 1611, and it made an impact on the world like few things I've ever done because it was the first really full, complete Bible that was presented to us in English, printed in English. But that English of 1611 is not true today. You need a more up-to-date version as far as English is concerned, not changing the message. I would suggest either the the NIV, then, then the... New International Version, or (coughs) the New Living Translation. And one of those would be good, and you'll understand the Bible so much better. So get you a Bible like that. If you've never had a consistent quiet time, I would suggest starting in the Gospel of John, reading 10, 15 verses a day, maybe even less. If you you get stuck on a verse that you really want to mull over, and I don't mean stuck in a bad way, I mean stuck in a good way, and you just dig into it and study it, And let God speak to your heart from that verse. And I'm going to make some more suggestions tomorrow that will help you with this. So be sure and tune back in for the next day's study. And I hope you have a good day today. God bless you.